Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. What's up? Welcome into the show. We got a different kind of energy, a little Big Apple energy. It's rainy. It's beautiful. Everybody here but Tommy is happy to be in Manhattan. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Thank you for listening. Thanks for spending your time with us. I may be on the other coast, but the phone number is the same. If you want to call in, we got you. 855-212-4CBS, Twitter, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. What a weekend of sports. Man. Unless you are a Niners fan, if you enjoyed that collapse, that loss, that heartbreak, by the Detroit Lions, there is something emotionally wrong with you. Brutal, brutal. Dan Campbell holding back tears with some hard candor. Really like the guy. Still believe in the guy, but he's right. They, they may never get to this spot again. And we'll get into that brutality for Lions fans. And by the way, great comeback by the Niners. I'm so tired of hearing the... Brock Purdy doesn't deserve credit. He threw a ball off a guy's helmet. Whatever. However you get there. Hell of a comeback. It ain't 28-3, but 24-7's pretty close. Wasn't a Super Bowl, but it was for a berth to Las Vegas in a couple weeks in the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is who we told you he was. Brock Purdy shows who he is. Ty Dunn's going to swing by. Help us make sense of it. We got a rapid fire by ourselves. We'll throw in... A, a, a sprinkle of, of other sports, including Doc's debut. The beginning of the false promise is tonight against Denver, against the Nuggets in Denver. Told you. Patrick Mahomes is the devourer of legacies and greatness and other players' claims to historical excellence. A lot of ways to unwrap Chiefs going to another Super Bowl. 17-10 win over the Ravens in Baltimore. But it starts and ends with Patrick Mahomes. I know the Chiefs did not score in the second half. I, I, I understand. I get that Spags should get a hell of a lot of credit, Chiefs defensive coordinator, for what continued to be, because this was a pattern, the Chiefs being the best defensive team in the second half in the National Football League over the course of the season and the postseason, and, and the game plan he put together, the two turnovers at the end of that game, late in that game, that they forced out of the Ravens. Zay Flowers with that 
I watched it again this morning. Brutal fumble. And by the way, great play by the Chiefs to knock it loose. And Lamar Jackson turning the ball over again after doing it again and again. We're critical to Patrick Mahomes winning that game. But we told you this on, on Friday. I told you on Friday. And, and you don't have to be a professional athlete. You don't have to have been a hockey player back in your day like, like Pretty Daddy, the executive producer. If you compete in any sports, right? Hoops for me back in the day, tennis now. Youth sports for your kids. Maybe you played at a much higher level. You know that when you're playing somebody, an individual, whose greatness you can't pretend isn't there, whose dominance is real, you press, you try to do too much. I'm not saying I'm mad at Flowers for reaching the end zone. I get it, but still. You buckle, the pressure hits you. Yes, the Chiefs' defense was extraordinary. And I'm not taking anything away from that unit and the excellence of that unit. But I am telling you, in a real way, the specter of Patrick Mahomes is enough to make a team lose a game even when Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to actually do anything. Chiefs did not score a point in the second half, and yet Patrick Mahomes' presence is a big part of the reason the Ravens did not score enough points to get where they wanted to go. What a game. Patrick Mahomes, after Casey's first two drives, and this is part of what greatness does too. We've talked so much about the Chiefs over the course of the regular season starting slow and putting themselves behind and winning games. They didn't do that in this game. There are so many ways the Chiefs can win, and they're all because of Mahomes. They can win a defensive-minded game in the second half. Check. Remember, they'd never played, never, until this postseason, until this run yet again, four and five years to a Super Bowl. They'd never played a road playoff game. Now they've won two of them. One in Buffalo, one in Baltimore. Both of those teams had a legitimate claim to a level of excellence, to a Super Bowl contending season, maybe to a championship, and to all the good things that can come from that. Just in terms of building a culture, building a winner, crushed by Mahomes. Always been at home before. Always been in the safe confines of Arrowhead. Not this time. On the road. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter in the regular season. The Chiefs got behind all the time, and then Mahomes had to engineer these comebacks. This time, Mahomes just won the game in the first two drives. First two drives. Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, has not turned a, a ball over in, what, six consecutive playoff games? The guy's amazing. 13 of 14. Started the game 11 for 11. 106 passing yards in those drives. A touchdown. Four third down conversions. And took the Chiefs to that 14-7 lead that turned out to be enough to win the football game. Now, Mahomes, you're going to hear in this clip after the game, after the win, after the Chiefs, one in an AFC game that was, what, their sixth consecutive AFC game? I know you know this. I'm just going to say it again because it's so amazing. It's so amazing. Patrick Mahomes has been starting, starting in the NFL for six consecutive years. First year, Alex Smith. Mahomes is behind him. And by the way, that Chiefs team started something like 10-1. and one. And they already knew to, to, to trade Alex Smith at the end of the year. Mahomes has started for six consecutive years in the National Football League. He's 28. That team has, at a minimum, made six consecutive AFC championship games. This Super Bowl is their fourth in five years, which I thought was wrong. I I was texting Tommy last night, three out of four, right? Because I can't get my mind around it. And you're going to hear after this latest accomplishment, Mahomes talking about Spags and the defense, but but here's the thing, and and he is. He's talking about, about the defensive coordinator and the defense 
but he might as well be talking about himself. Spags, it seems like when the games get bigger, when the challenges get higher, he performs even better. Um, and um, the guys execute the game plan well. Um, they got timely turnovers that played down down at the goal line, punching the ball out. Uh, I think it was Sneed and recovering it. That was, that was a timely turnover, obviously. And um, whenever they're rolling like that, I have to kind of manage my game. He's so humble. Games get bigger, he gets bigger. That's the reality. I like to use Tiger Woods as a comparison for Patrick Mahomes. I know the easy one out there for people is Jordan. And it's not wrong. I've seen it on social media. Mahomes is the new Jordan. It's true. But in some ways, he's also maybe more Tiger Woods. Because Jordan didn't break people. People raised their games against Jordan. Then Jordan just went and beat him anyway, right? Jordan would hit those shots at the end and just break the hearts of the Carl Malones and the John Stocktons and whoever you want to talk about. But they competed at the end, and Jordan rose up at the end. Tiger broke people on Sundays, right? Tiger would be in these these majors, and then on Sunday he'd wear red, and, and sometimes the field would just go away from him from the before Tiger would even tee off from the sheer magnitude of, of the weight of Tiger's greatness. And Mahomes is sort of a combination of these two guys because Mahomes is clearly capable of winning the game at the end of the game. The throw he made on third down to end the game, the little flick of the wrist for a long third down conversion to seal the game because Still time for Baltimore to get the ball and for Lamar Jackson to prove that he could do it, which he couldn't because he didn't, but he didn't even get the chance. Went away because of Mahomes. But the reason Lamar Jackson turned the ball over so many times, the reason the Bills and then Baltimore missed moments that were in front of them, whether they were field goals or attempts at a touchdown or even second-half scoring opportunities, is because there's a fear and a presence and a Tiger Woods-like impact that Mahomes has on opponents. And let me give you another Tiger Woods comparison. Because Tiger never got to get to the number of majors he was supposed to be the greatest undisputed golfer of all time. And so it's a question. Is it Tiger? Is it Jack? Is it Tiger? Is it, is it Jack? Who's the best? And the answer is yes. Those guys obviously in golf did not overlap. And Tiger, for his own personal reasons and physical ones, never got to compete at the level he should have at the age that he should have. But you can look at Tiger and Jack, and it's one of the few places where I'll say, all right, either one. That is right now already what's happened with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I, I know Brady has more got seven. It's insanity. But let me just, is it going to be Brady? Is it going to be Mahomes? Yes. It's sort of like Jordan and LeBron minus the emotional reaction people have. And obviously, Mahomes has a lot more time, including a Super Bowl in two weeks he's going to play in against the San Francisco 49ers. But let me just give you some of this, okay? Let me give you some context. I'm going to start with Mahomes to just crystallize in place what we told you on Friday, that he's the GOAT, and you shouldn't bet against him, and he's the devourer of worlds, and he's the devourer of, 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 of legacies. Then I'm going to get into his comps to, to Tom Brady. And this is not a put-down of Tom Brady. It's in praise of Brady. It's like when you lift Woods up on that, on that pedestal with Jack. Mahomes is on that pedestal with Brady. Who finishes higher than the other? I don't know. There's a lot of time to go. Whatever, man. They're both amazing. And whoever the third best quarterback of all time, it's not even close to these two guys. All right? I know, I know. Brady's beaten him twice, once or boy. I know. Mahomes is now 4-1 and one against the number one scoring defense in his career, including the Ravens. Ravens are the number one scoring defense in football. And Mahomes had his way with them. And so did the Chiefs defense. I know. Second half. I got it. Mahomes is now 10-1-1 against the spread, which means he's even better against Vegas than he is football teams. That's a harder opponent. 9-3, Mahomes, straight as an underdog in his career. Think about that. Only 12 times he's been an underdog. He's won nine of those games. It's unbelievable. He is now 14-3 in the playoffs, 
and he's going to his fourth Super Bowl, as we told you, in five years at 28. The guy has started six seasons and made four Super Bowls. He's the Buffalo Bills from the 90s, only he wins them. Not a shot of Buffalo. Just saying. It's hard to get there. It's harder to win. Let me give you Brady and Mahomes' stats through uh, their first six seasons as starters, okay? By the way, they're going to be almost identical. They're actually higher for Mahomes. Doesn't mean Mahomes is going to win titles in his 30s or early 40s. He probably will, but I'm just here's where we are now. Regular season record, almost identical. Mahomes, a little better, 72 and 22 versus 70 and 24. But for all intents and purposes, the same deal. Playoff record. Mahomes 14 and 3, first six seasons as a starter, 14 and 3, Brady 12 and 2. AFC titles, Mahomes 4, Brady 3. Brady had won half of the Super Bowls he played in his first six years as a starter. Mahomes has two in pending. These guys are identical. Maybe it's not even right now, is it Mahomes or Brady? It's Mahomes is Brady. The take out there, and it's fine. The Chiefs and the new Patriots. No, man. Mahomes is the new Brady. Because it turned out Brady was New England. Does that Kansas City defense deserve all the credit in the world? Yes. Does Spags, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, who we have talked about since he got that job several years ago, always improving as seasons go on, does he get all the credit in the world? Yes. Was it a team effort? Yes. Is Andy Reid outstanding, one of the great coaches of all time? Yes. Does any, do any of those things happen without Patrick Mahomes? The answer is no. There's a freedom you can play with when you play with a guy like that. Just like Mahomes can break a Lamar Jackson, which he did, or an entire Ravens offense, which he did, just by his presence, you can lift up your own team, your own defense. Told you this. It's so obvious. It's so true. It's so easy to miss. Mahomes devours everything in his way. And the only times he has ever lost in the playoffs. You ready for this? First time to Tom Brady in an AFC championship game. I believe Mahomes first in overtime. Tom Brady's pretty good. Second time to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Tom Tom Brady was obviously in Tampa Bay at this point. And, And the Chiefs are big favorites. I'm not sleeping on how great Brady is, was, legacy. And then Joe Burrow at Arrowhead. Great, great performance by the Bengals. Remember, Burrow's hurt this year. That's If there's a rivalry, that's the one. We're going to get into later in the show how Lamar Jackson is exactly who we told you he was. Ain't that different than Dak. The guy's going to win the MVP in a week and a half. And he's got Actually, it's going to be a week from Saturday. The guy's going to have more MVPs than he's going to have playoff victories. Brock Purdy made a statement. The Lions got their heart ripped from their chest, and I hate it. And there's no way to sugarcoat it. They, they, they blew the game. But the main takeaway of this weekend, the thing that's going to last through history, the thing that we're going to be talking about in 5 and 10 and 20 years, and probably in two weeks, is that Patrick Mahomes is the National Football League shining light. He is the star. And all the coordinators and all the head coaches and all the quarterbacks and all the greatness and all the attempts and all the legacies and all the dreams are going to have to be filtered through that guy's world. And very rarely, ask the Ravens, ask the Bills, are you going to come out the other side okay? You're not, because Mahomes is that good. That guy, like Jordan, like Tiger, like Jack, like Brady, devours everything in his way. His level of greatness is historic. It doesn't matter that he's only 28 years old. We are in the presence of something very rare and very special. My God, cannot believe my Chicago Bears did not draft him and drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Patrick Mahomes, the real deal. Obviously the real deal. 
He's the GOAT, man. And you want to put Brady there? Fine. He's the, it, It's unbelievable. Stop doubting the guy. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. It is great to be in New York City. I found out today that, 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 that Pretty Daddy was a good hockey player. Ambidextrous hockey player. I didn't even know. Also, I wore some fancy, some fancy sports pants, and Tom likes them. He's going to have to admit he was wrong. We'll get into both those things. But first, Lions heartbreak and the catch-22 of Dan Campbell's impact and greatness to get the Lions to the very edge of a Super Bowl appearance for the first time ever and how that same thing that got Dan Campbell and the Lions there took it away. Next year on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I do love DuckTales, though. Like, that show is awesome. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Can you imagine diesel tales like DuckTales walking through Manhattan? No directions. On CBS Sports Radio. Wow, welcome back. Whoa. Is that new, even though it's old? I liked it. It's a couple weeks old. I did that two weeks ago. Yeah. I thought it was a year ago. Yeah. I love this city, man. In New York City, got in yesterday and decided to go watch the the end of the second half of the second game at a restaurant and it was closed. They were having a party. So I had to walk to a place that I know and I had to walk, I don't know, half a mile. Beautiful, even though it was raining. Love New York City. Tom, I'm wearing the sports pants. They look good, don't they? <laughs> You're wearing sweatpants, man. Uh, they're not. You admitted they weren't sweats earlier when you when you when you when you when you checked the material. They're not slacks either. You got Tom got hit on in the break. <laughs> I did not. You did. I did not. You were super appropriate. Tommy's married, but I did. I've never seen that game before. You're funny. No I just game. wanted some coffee, and she's. <sighs> You're funny. People can be nice. You're, no she one speaks friendly. to you. You're. I've never seen you smile before either. You're funny. Okay, um, you two can have a talk. Can I just get to the cream for the for the free Dunkin', please? She didn't even, like, hear me. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on your way. And then she couldn't talk. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> she really she was, looked at you like, stop talking, She dude. was so nervous. <laughs> I thought maybe you guys had dated. I'm not. When she walked away, I thought you were going to say, oh, that's my, I've been dated for a couple of years. No, I have uh, honestly never seen her before. And, 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 and <laughs> Tom's like, I played hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. How would I know you played hockey then? 
Oh, it was left-handed in hockey. She's like, we have because there was a hockey rivalry between your two schools. Well, you asked me if I ever played hockey. <laughs> yeah, and you, I should have said no. I played hockey. <laughs> you did? Oh, she goes for the team. You're like, no. Played hockey left-handed. Uh, she was not hitting on me. Oh man. Yeah. <sighs> yes. It's great to have you. It's really yeah, great to have you. Yeah, she was. You know what? She felt what the Detroit Lions felt. She thought she had a victory, and it was just like sadness. <laughs> you literally put your you slammed your hand down with your ring. <laughs> You're a good person. <laughs> Poor lady. You know, if you're not here, that story never makes the light of day. She got Detroited. <laughs> um, look, Niners fans, congratulations. Incredible win. I don't care if Brock or Purdy threw one of those. It wasn't a touchdown reception, but it but it but it it led to a touchdown. Long, long completion off of a, a opposing defender's helmet. I texted Tom when when the game was twenty four seven that we were gonna learn a lot about Brock Purdy. And I meant to text you, it doesn't matter whether or not they win or lose, but my Manhattan showed up neat in the in the chilled glass. I sent you a photo of, so I just I started drinking it instead. And we learned. I don't care the details. I, I thought he was outstanding and excellent. And we'll get to that. We're, we're going to give him credit. We're going to we're going to give the Niners credit. Niners Chiefs will be talking a, about a lot going forward in the next couple of weeks. I just feel bad for the people of Detroit. I just do. I have a lot of friends from Detroit. Ryan Field, who does television sports. He's the sports anchor on ABC in New York City. Is that right? Uh, my, 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 my beloved friend, uh, Trez Paler, who passed away a few years ago, is from Detroit, his 40th birthday yesterday. My good friend, Ebony. I just, I have a lot of, it's, you know, like just certain cities in your life. You know, I know a lot of people from Dallas. I don't know why. And a lot of people from Detroit. And I, and I, and beyond that, I went to Missouri. I'm a Cubs fan. Now I'm a Barcelona soccer fan. I feel your damn pain. And that was hard to watch. Hard to watch. Now, I'm from a, a small blue-collar town in Iowa, a medium-sized town. I'm from, from Dubuque, Iowa, originally. High school from there. Detroit's a bigger version of that, right? We know that story. And I, I know there's things that go on beyond sports, but that city deserved that and needed that. And that 24-7 lead was utter and total domination. And then the second half got underway. Think about this. I know it's not the 28-3 Atlanta Falcons lead over the Patriots. In the Super Bowl. It's not a Super Bowl, and it's obviously a little bit different situation. But 24-7, it feels like it's over. And that lead, as Tom pointed I watched it, but Tom pointed out, um, because he was a hockey player, so he's able to see this stuff in real time, that the Lions' 17-point lead evaporated in eight game minutes in the third quarter. There was that drop pass on fourth down when the Lions could have kicked the field goal and make it 17 points. And... Goff threw the ball to the left. It was a pretty good throw. Kind of went down to his knees. He dropped it. Catches it. They, they probably win. There's going to be later another, obviously, more, I think, egregiously painful for Detroit fans. Passed up field goal opportunity. We're going to get to it. And we're going to talk about it. Let me just give you the heartbreak here, though. There was that potential interception where it hit the defender's face mask and led to a long, long reception. Incredible, incredible reception, by the way. And then the Niners scored a touchdown. Make it 24-17. There was that fumble, I think at the start of the possession. That was brutal. Again, just one of those things. And then there was a drop pass on a would-be third down conversion that led to a punt. And that punt should have been down at the one, but they couldn't they couldn't down it properly. It looked like the perfect special teams play. And then eventually the Lions went for it on fourth and three at the San Francisco 30-yard line when they were down three. And that field goal would have tied the game. Now, here's the thing. 
and I guess I'm wishy-washy here, but but Dan Campbell's gutsy, brave, caution-to-the-wind approach all season long, his aggression, it was real. Going forward on fourth down was a part of their makeup on how they got here. In fact, this is a football team that went for it so often and converted, what, 34% of their fourth down conversions? Went for it, excuse me, on 34% of their fourth down. Tom told me that set five times. I didn't believe him. I like blocking on my brain. That's the highest this century. One of every three times they went for it on fourth. This is a known quantity of what they do. And I know there's math in it too, right? There is, um, it's not, it's Dan Campbell having, having cojones, right? Having, having the guts to do it. There's also a math reality. Here's the thing, though. It's so interesting to talk about the Dodgers and baseball or to filter that idea into this conversation. The math is the math, and that makes sense when you're playing the long run. And even in a 17-game season, 17-week, 17-game season, 18-week season, the math kind of makes sense. And it takes guts to go for it because it's different. The math isn't going to come out as often as if it's 162 times. It's just like it's just like if you're betting on a coin flip. There's more chance for variance in 17 flips than there is 162 football versus baseball. But I think the same rule applies when you get to these make-or-break moments. And this is where Dan Campbell screwed up. And it's hard to be mad at the guy because he always did it. But you have to adjust for the fact that there is no sample size big enough for the math to make sense on the few moments that can get you a championship. Dan Campbell, and we'll hear it in a second, himself said, they may never get back here. It's going to be hard. This isn't any of those fourth down attempts, the 34% of the times where they came up where they went forward over the course of the regular season, even when those were games on the line in high-stress situations. I don't mind, I really don't mind, passing up on the first field goal opportunity when you could have taken a 17-point lead. Now, Tom will tell you that I, I text and take the points, but I understood the logic. But again, you have to be able, in the pressure of the moment, to see past your own ideology, your own philosophy, your own approach to how you win football games, to win the moment. Because these moments are rare, and they don't fit into the sample size. They don't. It's not a math equation. This one is a human equation of what do we do here to win this game in this moment exactly. And when you're down three, and the momentum's against you, and things aren't going well, and everything's falling away, and the weight of Detroit's history has never made a Super Bowl, and you know this. They hadn't won a playoff game until this postseason in 32-plus years, 30-some-plus years. You kick the damn field goal. I'm not mad at Dan Campbell. I'm just sad for the guy. I'm not calling for his job. That is the height of stupidity. He did the job in a brilliantly beautiful way. And this is one of the things about sports that's so hard to get your mind around. That sometimes greatness gets you to heartbreak in a way mediocrity does not. Dan Campbell and Detroit were outstanding. They were brilliant. They were great. They were beautiful. It was amazing football. And they deserve so much credit. But that credit leads to heartache and sleepless nights and a second half that will haunt them for the rest of their days. It will, unless they end up winning the Super Bowl. As Dan Campbell in this clip you're going to hear will tell you, it's not impossible, but it is certainly not likely. I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason um, 
then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up. And, uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine, you know, which is fine. Man, I love this guy. Let, let me leave it at this last thought, then we'll get to Purdy and Lamar Jackson, how each of those guys, I think, told us who they are. I'll take a win in any scenario. You get the win, you get the win, and it, it counts. But if I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose with someone who's got some courage and some guts than someone who's a coward. I'd rather lose because my coach has what it takes to put the burden on himself and go for it than some coach or player who shrinks. I love Dan Campbell. I don't know if he'll ever get back there. I think he absolutely made a mistake, at least on the, on the last field goal. But nothing but respect. Because one mistake, or, or a mistake based on what got you somewhere, doesn't define who you are, doesn't taint who you are. It's just the complicated reality of everything in life, including sports, where your greatness gets measured in more and more excruciatingly difficult ways the further you go. The further you go, the more that's expected of you. 24-7 is 24-7. And whatever the reasons, whatever the past, whatever the history, whatever the methodology you don't win that game, it's not acceptable. Even if it's incredibly impressive, you got that close to the Super Bowl. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. We're going to go at Lamar Jackson with some truth. The guy is what he is. And some praise for, for Brock Purdy. Both those guys had second halves. They were going to define the questions about what they really are in the playoffs. They both answered them in very different ways. We'll dive into that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Writer Than You. <laughs> What's up? On CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you live from New York City with Hockey Tom, Pretty Danny. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. Have we talked yet? Um, I don't think so. You love the pants. Not really. They're sports pants, see? They're not sweats. That's so vague. They're sports pants. What does that even mean? Are they what you envisioned when I was talking about them, now that you've seen them? Yeah, they're more like sweatpants, and sweatpants is what I had in my head. They're nothing like sweatpants. Mm, they have a drawstring. What I didn't know is whether or not they'd be cold, because I live in L- They're They're very warm, even in the cold. I'm very happy for you. Stream, me too, Tommy. <laughs> Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
restrictions apply. Good to see you, man. When we hanging out? Thursday? A little Thursday hang? I think we settled on Thursday. We've settled on Thursday, me and you. It's a lot of time between now and then. You're not going to back out on me. Now I'm here. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear these pants every day too. We're gonna. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go to a fancy place. I'm gonna be in sweats. Now, when you say these same pants, like literally these same well, pants, no. or you have a few of the same pants. I got a couple. Okay. I got a couple options. Okay. Okay. How often do you do you wash your jeans? Uh, I go with jeans. Uh, I wash them at the end of the week. Uh, that's dumb. It's too much. It's washing them too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeans are washproof. You can just chill with them. You go like monthly. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Wow. I, mean, I don't also wear them that often like I used to. Yeah, because you told me jeans are out. But even when I did, I did not <laughs> wash them. Very, maybe mine are out because I never washed them. All right, uh, Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson both had second-half deficits that were going to be a big part of defining who they were. Lamar Jackson's was not insurmountable for the Ravens against the Chiefs. Brock Purdy's felt insurmountable. It was 24-7 in that particular game, the late game. Both those guys, obviously, at home. Both those guys, the one seed. Both those guys expected to, to, to have some success. Purdy's going to the Super Bowl. He answered the call. I think he gets a ton of credit. Lamar Jackson, and I waited 40 minutes of this show to tell you that we were right about that, too. There aren't many guys in any of these sports who can bring the level of greatness that they have earned and as we're celebrating the regular season to the playoffs. It's hard to be outstanding in the playoffs. It's hard to win these games. It is difficult to raise your level when that level of pressure is on and you're obviously playing a remarkable level of opponent on the other side of the ball. And that is at its most stark in Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson was still garbage in that game. He was. He was. You're mad at me. You don't want it to be true. Well, I don't know what to tell you. He's got to play better. I can't go play for the guy. If I did, it'd be even worse. This is the standard. And by the way, now it's not official yet. There's five, I think, five finalists. But on not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, NFL honors when they announce these awards, they do a big show. Lamar Jackson is almost certainly going to win an MVP award. And when that happens, Lamar Jackson is going to have more MVPs than he does playoff wins. And the guy's been the one seed in those opportunities as a one seed. In the situations where he has been expected to win games, when he has had home field advantage, when he's had presumably the best team in the AFC, he's had a single victory, the one that got him to the game yesterday. This is not an indictment on his MVPs. He deserves them. Those are regular season awards. His value is indisputable. In those two seasons, he took his teams to the postseason as the singular team with the bye this year. And back in the day when there were two, but it was the one seed when they were 14 and two. I think 14 and two. It's an indictment on an MVP, on a guy with those advantages, who's earned those advantages, getting it done when it, when it matters most. Lamar Jackson is now 2-4 and four in the postseason. And Lamar Jackson, that high-powered offense, was held to no points and five punts in that game in the second half when everything was on the line. Now, I know that he can't control the Zay Flowers fumble, and that's brutal. It's brutal. 
but he did turn the ball over in that fourth quarter himself with an interception. And he was unable to put more than those seven points on the board that the Ravens were able to score against Kansas City. That's a Lamar Jackson problem. And and I'm not really in the business of comparing guys that lost. But for all the Josh Allen hate, for all the Josh Allen questions, for all the Josh Allen's not Mahomes because nobody is, Josh Allen played a much better football game in Buffalo than Lamar Jackson played in Baltimore. And they played the same football team. And they played the same defense. And they played the same coordinator in Spags who does what he does. And they played the same Chiefs force that is the best second-half defense in the National Football League this season, and that has continued into this postseason. Lamar Jackson's just not it. This is a Baltimore team that averaged more than 28 points per game over the course of the regular season. That was fourth in the National Football League. It's a Lamar Jackson problem. Not easy. There's a reason that Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. And people thought maybe it'd be Brock Purdy. Pressure is pressure, man. To do it the way that Mahomes does it, the way that Burrow has done it, if I can bring him up again, the way that Brady did it for so long is not easy. You know what? Let's take a shot at Aaron Rodgers, just to put it in context, okay? Mahomes aside, because I think Mahomes has passed him in this category too, but before Mahomes, there was an argument, certainly one that I made, that Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback I'd ever seen. Not the best. Brady's the best. Pure talent. And, And I presumed a long, long, long time ago that Brady was not going to win all the Super Bowls he did in large part because, like, all right, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out of some of these situations in the NFC. He's going to win. He's going to win some of these games. He'll play Patriots. He'll play somebody else. Aaron Rodgers only has a single Super Bowl to his name, despite that excellence. He played in multiple NFC championship games. He lost four in a row. And I brought this up a lot. Games he could have won. Not because he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's amazing. He's a Hall of Famer. First ballot. Top 10 all time. But because the ability to back up your play, and in his case, your talk, under pressure is hard to do. Aaron Rodgers, a lot better at the regular season, and at talking like some kind of sagacious football genius than actually executing. Because it's hard for everybody. And that's part of the challenge for Lamar Jackson, right? You're not just trying to do your own success in a vacuum with, with all the pressure and the expectations and that failure from several years ago when you won the MVP and then you just got blown out of the second round. You just didn't even win... Didn't even show up for that game. You're trying to do it against Patrick Mahomes, but here's the thing. That's the job. That's the job. And it doesn't matter if you're the last guy drafted in your particular draft or in Lamar Jackson's case, you are a now soon-to-be two-time MVP. And that's where you got to give Brock Purdy credit. Did he get some luck? Sure. Did he get some help from Dan Campbell holding on to that philosophy way too tight? I think he did. Brock Purdy still methodically led his team in his own second half with the same amount of pressure, by the way, that was on Lamar Jackson. And maybe not the same opponent in Mahomes, but only down or down 24-7 in possibility or should be. And Purdy, they got the ball, the Niners, that on that first drive, went down and scored, got the ball back, went and scored, got the ball back, went and scored, took a three-point lead. Brutality. For Detroit. Amazing by Brock Purdy. So I'm going to call up my guy because I love him, but um, Aaron Larsoul. 
good friend of mine, produces the NBA show that uh, that's coming out five day a week. I don't know what to call it, Tom. Do I call it a TV show? It's going to be on TV. It's going to be on YouTube TV. It's going to be a podcast. It's a show. TV show is fine. TV show. Aaron Trum, the Bay, was at the game. He's been so down on Purdy. And if you, I don't like how Twitter now does, it's been doing this for a while, how, how if you go through your, your, your scroll, it's not chronological. Remember back in the day, you could just, the last thing tweeted is what you saw. I wish they had an option. They have an option that's like who you're following. Then it's called following on the tab. Then they have for you, which actually I hate to admit I, I like because it's, it's an algorithm that suggests <laughs> stuff. I hate it. I use it. They should have just chronological, I think. But one advantage of it, one of the few, is that I was going through it this morning and there was so much stuff from people that was clearly at halftime of yesterday's game. Purdy sucks. Purdy's the worst. Purdy from from Niners fans. I was a guy that I follow who's a big Warriors, Golden State Warriors stat head who was this proved this guy's the worst. And he showed up and he showed out. Both these guys, Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy, showed who they are. They showed who they are. You can rely on Brock Purdy. And by the way, Brock Purdy has had so much more postseason success already than Lamar Jackson in his career, even before yesterday's game. And, and based on the performance that we saw in the second half yesterday from, from Purdy, if he doesn't get hurt last year against the Eagles, I think the Niners are in last year's Super Bowl. That said, I think, I think, I think, man, I think the Chiefs are going to dominate. I mean, dominate's a little strong. Tom, you can't. Oh, I forgot. Tom's got a really important insight that I that I kept blowing off. I'm sorry, I, Tom. No, I'm not making fun of you. I, you have well, well. I just, it's a good point. I just you are like a dog with a bone. You get you just there's things that you really get focused on, and this you thought is an underheralded, super important aspect of the Chiefs game. Please take it away. I'm sorry. Kansas City made a statement yesterday in Baltimore, playing in only their second road game with Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I know they won their first one. But look, I mean, Kansas City won the coin toss. They elected to kick off and give the ball to Baltimore. Give it to the MVP. Let's see what happens. Kansas City forced Baltimore to a three and out. Three and out, and then Patrick Mahomes, the very first time he had the football, scored seven points. Like, that's a statement. They came out and silenced that stadium in Baltimore yesterday. That was an absolute statement. Like, we talked about on Friday, like, hopefully Kansas City can hang around, keep it within one possession. They came out and said, no, we are the Super Bowl champs. We have championship pedigree, not you. They made a statement yesterday. I thought that was huge. Um... I love it. It's a great. Well, all the times I told stat. it to you, I, I, I don't. You were really into it. Yeah, I thought it was a big deal. I thought it was a, like, what if Baltimore went up in that game seven nothing quick? Can Patrick Mahomes come back? Obviously, the answer is yes. But I mean, to go into somebody else's house who is the one seed, who has the MVP, and did everything this year that you usually do, you were you were a, a road underdog. I thought it was a big big statement to. To start the game. So, there is a tendency for teams to defer, though. I'm just like, that's kind of where my... I know it's not like one in a million, but the way it played out after that, you still have to force them to a three and out. You still have to score on your very first possession. I I like it. 
I like it. I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. I'm sensing heavy sarcasm. I'm not being sarcastic. I just you thought it was a giant bird. See, here's what I have to now do. I can't tell you my <laughs> takes on. in advance of sending you my prep email because if I if you know if I pound the pavement too much, so to speak. You're not going to run with it because you think I'm silly and my takes are over the top. Can I give you a, a, just a different perspective? Please do. If you send me a silly take, I will see it as silly whenever you send it to me. That was a statement to start the game. As the defining characters of the game, though, I think it might have been just a little over the top. I didn't say it was defining. I yeah. said it was a statement to start the game. When the game was over, that was the thing you really wanted to focus on. I mean, Kansas City didn't score in the second half. It was pretty <laughs> important that they scored to start the I game. Mean, yeah, they're going to try to score when they get the ball. I just don't know that... Yes, but you also have to force them to go three and out to start the game. Okay, or they could score and you could come back and win. I mean, it's... I mean, that crowd went silent. Silent. I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I thought, amazing. Like, you're like arguing with, with me without arguing with me. It's weird. <laughs> I just think it's interesting how much you're into it. But, like, I'm not... I, I, I'm not arguing... I'm glad that you're passionate about it. For me, they just decided to defer because a lot of teams do, and... Then they made a defensive stop, which you're trying to do. And then when they got the ball, they, they scored because that's what you're trying to do. That was kind of my more. They just stayed yeah, that's what you're trying to do every time. Right, exactly. Exactly. We got there together. Last ask Ty Dunn if that was the key to the game. Next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.